Is the world out there just driving you crazy? Well, listen to something just a little bit less crazy. This is Mike Dell's World. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the case may be. Episode 346 on a Sunday morning and doing this uh, somewhat live. I have uh, Sean in here. Hello, Sean. Hi, Mike. How are you today? Yeah, how's the... uh, How's the bunkering going in uh, the uh, state of California? Um, it's fine. Uh, honestly, f- for me, on you know my day-to-day life, really not much has changed. <laughs> yeah, it's the same here. Uh, you know, work from home, uh, wife's home, everybody's home, and uh, you know we venture out to uh, go out and kill something and drag it home. I mean, uh, get supplies and. <laughs> You know, that's about it here, you know, but, uh, had a couple of things I wanted to talk about. And uh, like I said, I got a zoom meeting going here live and uh, put it out on Facebook. Uh, of course, you know, short notice. So not a lot of people showed up. Thanks for showing up, Sean, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's kind of interesting, uh, the, the interesting times we live in, you know, the old Chinese curse, uh, you, know, right. you live in interesting times and, you know, that's kind of pathetic or is that the right word? Uh, <laughs> You know that this this came from China uh, originally, so uh, yeah, crazy yeah. stuff. But anyway, uh, our uh, Todd. I don't know if you know Todd. You know Todd, of course. You work for him I too. Do, yeah. But uh, Todd, uh, he does Geek News Central. He's also the uh, CEO of Raw Voice and Blueberry. Hence, mine and Sean's boss. <laughs> so, but anyway, he he. Talked to a truck driver the other day, and he brought up something that uh, was kind of on my mind too. You know, what about these truck drivers? Uh, you know, they're they're going to have a hard time finding something to eat out on the road. Uh, you know, because they can't drive those things through a drive-through, and uh, you know they can't walk up to most drive-throughs. And a lot of the restaurants are doing takeout, but. You know, not all of them. And even if there are restaurants that do takeout, they may not have a place to truck a truck <laughs> to park a truck that size. She's English optional today, but <laughs> some, something to think about. You know, what what do we do about that? Is there you know some people out there maybe willing to to help out the drivers? You know, uh, or if you own a restaurant, maybe uh, you know let them call in and in. Uh, you know, order something and then have it bring bring it to. Geez, I got some noise going on in the background. I left my ham radios turned up. <laughs> but, uh, oh, well. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of ham radio work, too, by the way. It's, cool. Uh, interesting uh, stuff, you know, that more and more people are getting on that. But So what do you think of the truck thing? You know, you don't think about that, but, you know, there are supply line. You know, pretty much everything you have in your house is, uh, you know, at one point been on a truck. Yeah, it seems like uh, at a time when we're talking about essential services, it might be the most essential service in some ways. But uh, Todd, Todd has a good point. And, you know, I'm thinking about just how things are happening in, in uh, my own town here. Uh, I live in a strange little town in California where um, they have sometime before I moved out here. I don't know how long ago it was they actually banned drive-throughs. So there's no drive-throughs uh, inside the city limits. Wow. So, uh, you know, it, even before um, shelter at home and everything, uh, that wasn't really an option. So most of the restaurants out here, even the fast food places, had really uh, converted to a, uh, a carryout model for people that wanted food to go. But uh, one thing that I've noticed is that in some cases, uh, some of the, you know, the, the more local uh, kind of independent um, shops and stuff are just, they're just closing. Uh, I, I went for a walk yesterday and I was just seeing, you know, what's open, what's got signs up and stuff. And uh, I went by a, a coffee shop that's right on kind of the main drag here. And, uh, they just had a sign up that said, you know, we're closed till further notice. We'll hopefully be back when this whole thing is done. Uh, regardless, um, you know, I like the idea for, Hey, phone ahead, uh, out here. In fact, um, 
in the downtown area where parking is notoriously difficult, uh, the city has kind of put in a, a reprieve for uh, just parking on the curb. And a lot of the restaurants that are open have these uh, special signs out front that say, hey, 10 minute parking for, uh, you know, picking up food. And a lot of restaurants, if you are, you know, if you pay ahead with a credit card, you know, they'll do a curbside delivery. But um, I think one of the challenges in particular the truckers might have is, you know, you're, you're, you, you are, you know, going to be on the road for such a, a, a long time. And then who knows where, you know, the next town that you're able to stop at, who knows what might even be open. And then really how accessible is it by a truck? And obviously when everything's open, you know, that stuff becomes at least slightly easier. But uh, one, another thing too, I was thinking of was a lot of uh, places that do have uh, drive ups, you know, it, they get snippy if you walk up to them I, years ago. Um, I, I, uh, when I was still living in Illinois, I, um, I did that at a McDonald's. They had closed their, uh, dining room early because it was kind of a combo, uh, McDonald's gas station and they had closed their dining room early. And, um, you know, I don't drive. So I just walked around to the drive through and the guy was like, Hey, you gotta be in a car. I said, well, I don't have a car, you know, <laughs> your dining room's closed. And, uh, you know, he did, he did actually sell me some food. Um, but, uh, I'm sure there's some places that are, you know, going to enforce that kind of thing and, and be like, you know, zero, zero tolerance about it and, and still not serve you, you know, even if you are a truck driver and, you know, you can't pull your rig through obviously a drive through. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I hope, uh, I hope they, uh, relax that a little bit for sure. I know around here, all of them say, uh, you know, you can't walk up to the drive through and it's mainly for safety, you know, cause yeah. you know, there's cars running around and you know, people, uh, walking and cars in the same space are generally not a good idea. So, uh, but hopefully they'll, they'll make some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of exception to that. And, Todd had a good idea, you know, get some food trucks to go out to, you know, like the Walmart parking lot or whatever. Cause I know Walmart, most of them allow truck parking, uh, overnight and, uh, you know, like home Depot and, uh, I think, uh, cracker barrels pretty, uh, you know, they've got uh, RV parking in the back, usually of most of the, their stores or most of their, uh, I guess their stores and restaurants, but, uh, I, pretty sure they uh, they allow overnight parking for trucks and you know imagine they have carry out at at those if they're still open you know who knows i know all the pizza drivers are busy as hell and uh, oh, yeah. uber eats and you know that kind of thing uh what's that other one there's another one that's like uber uh that does uh there's doordash doordash and, yeah, and postmates there's tons of these things now Right. So I imagine if a driver could get parked and then, uh, you know, get on the app and probably find something locally that'll deliver to the truck. But, you know, that is a, a problem. And then even finding parking is a problem in some places. Uh, I heard the state of Pennsylvania, for whatever stupid reason, uh, is banning truck parking in this in the rest areas. I mean, that's, that's where the trucks go. You know, yeah, that's where that's they're supposed to be allowed. Absurd. And, you know, why would they, why would they do that? It's, uh, you know, it's just not cool. I listened to a show, uh, oh, what is the company? I forget. It's uh, PRX's uh, independent podcast network. She's uh, I'm drawn a blank, but uh, same one that uh, Roman Mars is on. Uh, anyway, they've got a, a special series going right now for, from Overdrive Magazine, which is a trucking magazine. And it's some truck driver and they just highly produced, but it's pretty cool. And, uh, anyway, he did a quick update, which was not highly produced, which I thought was refreshing, uh, that, you know, he's doing fine. Uh, he's, he's a, a driver that hauls a refrigerated trailer and uh, is hauling, uh, dairy products. And he says, you know, as far as he's concerned, nothing much has changed except for some of the docks that, uh, had a driver, uh, you know, lounge and, uh, bathrooms and stuff have, uh, closed those, but, uh, for the most part, he said the rest of it's you know pretty, uh, pretty much the same as it ever was and a lot less traffic on the road. So he's actually digging it for that. But, 
you know, it's kind of an interesting series they got going over there. Uh, and if I had my phone real handy, I could tell you what the name of it was. But <laughs> anyway, if you listen to Roman Mars, uh, uh, show, like I said, I'm drawing blanks today for some reason, but, uh, listen to his show. Uh, he, he promotes it quite heavily. So, uh, an interesting show, but you know, you don't think about that stuff until the supply chain gets a, a little challenging, you know, like it has been. And I don't know how challenging the actual supply chain is. I think the main problem is people hoarding stuff, as we talked about before right. in my last episode, you know, hoarding toilet paper for whatever reason. There's no, no supply chain problem with toilet paper other than the demand went crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have a paper plant. Heck, hundred or so miles north of me. And, uh, you know, they're, they're running double production right now. And, uh, you know, there's plenty of it coming out. So, you know, and, and a lot of the grocery stores, we have, uh, several over, you know, 24 hour grocery chains up here, you know, like Myers. uh, I don't know if you, you guys don't have that out West, but, uh, Meyer thrifty acres used to be called, uh, not to be confused with Fred Meyer stores, which are out West. But a uh, similar type of store like a Walmart, and uh, they were twenty four hours. They uh, they now close at uh, I think ten o'clock at night, and they stay closed overnight to just to restock the shelves because people are coming in and and hoarding stuff. It's uh, really quite something to see. It's, you know, just I've never seen anything like this in my lifetime. Yeah, uh, not me either. I mean, it's definitely been. Strange. I went into a grocery store. Well, we're recording this on Sunday. So it was uh, last Thursday afternoon and kind of the way this whole shelter at, at home thing went here where I'm at is starting uh, that day, Thursday at 5 p.m. was when our county shelter at home order went into place. And then about an hour after that, the statewide shelter at home order came down. So I went out to just pick up a few things. Honestly, I, it wasn't anything really even that important. Um, and I, I went to, uh, the, the Vons grocery store. Um, and you know, it wasn't that bad in there. And generally speaking, while it was busy and some people were, were kind of harried and rushed, for the most part, you know, people were behaving and, you know, they, everything was kind of fine, but I was surprised in some ways at what had been completely wiped out and what was still there. And one of the things that surprised me was all of the, you know, alternative milks. So the soy, the almond, the coconut, et cetera, milks were all completely gone, but there was plenty of dairy milk. And I, I mentioned that only because, I was talking to my mom who lives in a, the next town north of me. And uh, she said that their local store had no dairy milk. And uh, I was just thinking that, you know, I, I don't know if that's a California thing to. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I was going to say, maybe your area has uh, a lot of health conscious people or yeah, that kind of thing. Maybe. Yeah. That, that's probably part of it. But then, also, somebody pointed out that, you know, those are those are more those are shelf stable longer. So uh, it's possible that people were thinking that way. I, I really don't think that's the case, but uh, it was an interesting idea. Yeah, but definitely. Uh, obviously, obviously, all of the uh, paper products were gone. And, um, you know, it seemed like uh, well, and one thing I noticed is they they have a, uh, a seafood uh, department in the back and that was just completely gone. It was just completely empty. They had it shut down. Um, there were still some, uh, some meat products out there. Uh, but people were, were picking those up pretty quickly. I mean, it seemed like most product categories, there was probably something, but if you were like really super brand specific, you might not get the brand you wanted, but like if you wanted cereal, you know, you might not be able to get uh, post raisin brand, but there was probably a um, an alternative raisin brand that you could get. So, uh, you know, I, I looked in the frozen aisle and like 
a lot of the pizzas were gone, but there was still some left. So it wasn't a total disaster, but it was very strange. And it was kind of the first time in all of this that I got like the slightest pang of anxiety about, well, you know, maybe this is uh, a little, mm, I don't want to say worse, but a little more real than maybe I had realized before. I, I don't know. Yeah, I I noticed that, you know, I I go to this local grocery store that's, you know, half a mile away. I can walk over there if I want to. I don't generally, but I can. And the thing was that, uh, you know, of course the paper aisle is completely, you know, empty and and one thing I noticed was eggs. There was not an egg to be had in the place, and uh, I thought that was a bit strange, but for the most part everything else was, you know, available as you said like you know, some of the brand name ones were gone, but, uh, you know, I had no problem getting Skedios, <laughs> which is my yeah. fa- favorite comfort food for, uh, you know, hunkering down. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it didn't seem terrible. You know, we didn't have any trouble. Oh, well, I went there one time and the bread was all gone, but then the next time I went there, it was fine. And there was plenty. And, you know, it's, you know, everybody has their own uh, level of comfort. I think that's the whole toilet paper thing. I, I just think that, uh, you know, that's just something that everybody feels comfortable about, you know, wanting to stock up on and that's great. But, uh, yeah, it, it's a bit weird, but hopefully uh, this doesn't last too long. And, uh, some of these, uh, local restaurants can, can hack through it. My, my wife, uh, ran a bagel shop here in town and she's been off work for a few months now for back injury or back uh, surgery. But, uh, that bagel shop, they're doing fine, uh, doing carry out or not even carry out. They, uh, have them phone in the order, from, you know, out in the parking lot, they'll order whatever. And then, uh, people bring it out to the car for them and you know, it works out fine. Plus their wholesale business is still doing pretty good. Uh, they supply the local hospital with, with bagels and, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's a booming business these days, uh, at the hospital. So, you know, some of them are going to be fine. Some of them are really hurting. That's for sure. And, you know, the Michigan governor here has uh, put out a whole bunch of executive orders under the state of emergency. So far, we're not uh, shelter in place yet, but, uh, effectively that's what's going on. And, but they, uh, They've been having uh, a lot of that uh, that kind of thing come out of the governor's office, and one of the things they're doing, and I think this may be nationwide now, but uh, specifically people displaced by the governor's order, uh, they're waiving a lot of the requirements to get on unemployment. So it you know happens real quick. My niece, uh, who's a, normally a bartender at an Olive Garden, you know she got laid off, of course, and. Uh, she got right on, I mean, got online and, you know, it was a little bit of a adventure getting signed up, but, uh, she got on unemployment, so she'll be okay for the time being. And yeah, it's, uh, it's rough out there for some of us. Luckily the business that, uh, that you and I are in, uh, doesn't seem to be overly affected yet. So we'll, we'll see how that goes in the, in the future, but, uh, hopefully this doesn't last too awful long. Yeah, you know, the estimates right now I don't I don't even know if there's any any reason to to even consider it because I'm kind of seeing anywhere between you know 2 weeks to 2 months and you know I've seen some estimations that go even longer than that. So it's it's almost like we're really all just living, you know, one day at a time out here waiting to see what happens next. And I heard a a pretty good explanation from you know someone who's uh educated i guess in the ways of business and he was saying that probably what's going to happen is the 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 really small businesses so the truly independent kind of mom and pop uh restaurants and stuff they're probably going to make it through but the ones that are going to struggle is probably more like the mid-size regional chains where they're probably, you know, their, their margins are probably a lot tighter. They're the ones that, that may uh, wind up having to either close entirely or severely cut back uh, by the time all this is done. I've got a friend who 
works at a, a, a food service place, actually the kind of place that I, I imagine a lot of truckers might stop at in Indiana. And uh, he got a furlough notice, I think yesterday or the day before. And, um, you know, so he's kind of weighing his options. I told him, I said, go file for unemployment. But um, he said he might, he heard that there was a, a, a temp job available that uh, at, at another place he might take. So, you know, he'll figure that out for himself. But I know right now, if, if uh, anybody is affected by, you know, if their job is directly affected by this whole thing, then they're going to have, you know, a fairly easy time uh, filing as easy as it can be. And, you know, sure. I, I dealt, I've dealt with unemployment uh, twice over the last 10 years and um, it, it can be a bit of a pain. <laughs> oh yeah. So. I, I, did, I spent a little time uh, with that system back in uh, 2011. I kind of had a delayed reaction to the uh, crash in 2008 and uh, the uh, print shop that I was working for, uh, you know, kind of limped along for a while and then uh, had to, had to bail on a bunch of stuff and, and I was out for probably three months. So anyway, I always find something to do. So that's, yeah, not a big deal, but uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, one place that uh, those of you that are that are displaced, uh, most of the grocery chains are really hurting for stock people at night. So uh, you know that's a place to go look. I know uh, two of the local chains around here. You know they're just kind of regional, four or five stores. Uh, they've been begging for uh, help with the with stocking overnight. You know, just because of, you know, the, everybody's running on stuff and, uh, you know, I don't know how long those temp jobs would last, but something to do and, you know, keep, keeps you busy, you know, and, uh, you know, you can, you're pretty much working, I wouldn't say alone, but, you know, you can keep your social distance and, and all that doing, uh, doing night stock. But anyway, yeah, it's, uh, it's something else for sure. Uh, like I said, we've, we've been doing all right here. Uh, like I said, no, no big change with uh, with my lifestyle and uh, and the wife's lifestyle. One thing I am disappointed about is NASCAR. Darn it! Uh, you know they're uh, not running the races. Of course, none of the other sports are running right now either. But uh, today at one uh, thirty, so I can't uh, make this too long of an episode because I want to get up and watch that. But on uh, Fox Sports Network, they're going to run the first e-NASCAR race. Uh, they're all doing it virtually. With, uh, with I think it's called iRace, which is a uh, racing simulator. And they're actually going to run the race with the uh, drivers that would have driven the race today in Homestead, Miami. And they're going to run it on the uh, virtual Homestead, Miami <laughs> track. And uh, they're going to have their broadcast crew from Fox uh, Call a race, so it'll be just like you know, it'll be right on TV, just like if it was a real race. So that ought to be interesting to see. Yeah, I, I saw that. I think it's um, a a cool idea. Um, it'll be interesting to see what it actually looks like. You know, a lot of those uh, racing games, they have uh, a lot of the and I'm, well, and this is this is more like an actual simulator versus say something you'd play on an Xbox. I I assume. Yeah, it's a, it's a sim. I forget what the yeah. Yeah, what it runs on. I probably PC or Mac or both. But uh, you know, a lot of those uh, those types of things they have all of the different uh, camera angles and stuff. It's crazy how uh, complex they can be in terms of the visuals. So they'll you know it, depending on if the uh, you know producers of the the uh, broadcast have the ability to control those cameras, you know, they can do probably something that's very similar to an actual race in terms of the presentation. Yeah, I would, uh, I would hope so. I, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, I don't have uh, cable here anymore, but I do have access to the Fox sports app and that'll run there as well. Cause it's going to be on their FS one network, which will be interesting. Of course, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I guess they could probably do that with uh, any sport now. You know, you've got these great uh, games that uh, can be broadcast, and you know, a lot of people watch uh, sports. Uh, sorry if you hear the dogs in the background. Apparently, they're having a, some sort of disagreement upstairs. 
let the wife will take care of that. But yeah, looking forward to seeing that. Uh, probably by the time you hear this, it'll be over. But uh, maybe they'll do that until this uh, whole thing's over. They'll run a few virtual races. And uh, I think this uh, E-race or I-race or whatever game they're using, I think it has all the regular NASCAR tracks and all the cars. So, you know, each of the drivers can uh, have a car that uh, matches what they would have driven otherwise. Uh, and I'm sure... The programmers for those games are, are probably working diligently to make that happen if it isn't. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. You know, I'm a NASCAR fan, and uh, you know, I wonder if any of these will count for points for the championship. Probably not. <laughs> but uh, I doubt it. it. I think it would be cool if they did, but I doubt it. Yeah, well, they're calling it uh, – I forget now. Let me, uh, let me bring it up here. Uh, NASCAR.com. And, uh, yeah, see, uh, power rankings, race one, Homestead, Miami. Uh, it's called the Pro Series Invitational. So it is going to be a series. And uh, they did a did a qualifying race. So they're, they're having uh, drivers from all the different NASCAR uh, series. So it's not going to be just the uh, Cup Series. It's going to be the... Uh, they call it, eh, they always change it every year, but uh, I guess now it's called the Xfinity Series is sort of the minor leagues. And then they have a truck series, and, uh, and they're going to have a few others in there, like uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., who retired, but uh, he's coming back to race this virtual series, so that'll be fun. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure not all of you guys are NASCAR fans, but uh, it is interesting to see that uh, at least they're going to put something on TV. Got to give those sports networks something to show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I was picking up some food, uh, the other day when I was out and while I was waiting, uh, one of the TVs had one of the sports networks on and they were showing a baseball game from 1979. So <laughs> it kind of shows you that, you know, they're, uh, they're, they're digging deep right now to, to put stuff on the air. Oh yeah. Let's see. Oh geez. And even on the NASCAR site, it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> they they actually you know e NASCAR then you know some, some Sheehan crashes into pit road <laughs> you know during the qualifying so you know they're even uh, doing you know what they would have done for the regular NASCAR yeah. series so they're doing uh, pre races and practices and whatnot <laughs> criminy that's funny uh, that'll be uh, fun to see yeah and and what may happen is this may become something that they televised more often or might be an ongoing thing even after this uh, this whole crisis ends you know because esports is a big thing uh you know there's people that i forget what what's that streaming service that uh, is pretty famous for you know, video gamers twitch yeah so on twitch you know there's people playing video games all the time why not uh, do that with sports as well uh so anyway uh I guess enough for the doom and gloom, but <laughs> yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully this will blow over. I'm, I, I'm confident that, uh, that this is helping somewhat as long as everybody follows the rules and, uh, you know, wash your hands, all that good stuff. Uh, we did have a bunch of PSAs that we put out over at Blueberry. So, uh, if you're doing, if you're a podcaster and uh, want to run some of those, uh, go for it. I, don't know if I have one queued up or if this is something completely different, so I'm not going to push the button. But <laughs> good plan. Yeah, you know, never never know what I've got here in the uh, roadcaster. Ah, here we go. I do have a PSA on Bank Two. Give me a second here. Run one of those. Uh, bank Two. All right. Let's see if I got the right one. Hopefully. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Information about children with this disease is limited, but they are known to have had mild symptoms. Many organizations are responding accordingly, depending upon their area. It's best to stay home and away from others, especially when sick, and continue following healthy hand wash guidelines, covering mouth and nose and not touching your face or high-touch surfaces. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces regularly. And for more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. And that was done by uh, the Blueberry Pro production team. So uh, anyway, and uh, 
So let's see. In other news, uh, personally around here, uh, my 92-year-old grandmother uh, woke up this morning with a nosebleed. Uh, apparently she's okay. Uh, my mom just texted and said that uh, they picked her up at the ER. The, the hospital here won't lo- allow any visitors in, even in the emergency room. So so she had to drop her off wow. and then uh, go pick her up. But uh, she's doing good. Uh, so, yeehaw. You know, when you're 92, I guess every little thing is uh, something else. But kind of worries me, you know, going into a hospital now because, uh, you know, that's where people are going to go if they're having symptoms. Now, luckily oh, yeah. up here, you know, we've only had a couple of confirmed cases and and they were all from international travel. So hopefully it doesn't spread too much around here and, you know, being up here in the woods – <laughs> we're a little isolated from the rest of the world sometimes. Yeah, Mike, you're you're auto you're automatically socially distanced. Yeah, well, that's default. that's kind of my that's kind of my nature anyway, too. So <laughs> you know, we have a lot of tourists up here in the summer, so you know we do get a lot of traffic in and out of here. But uh, you know, that's one thing I've noticed out in front of my house. I'm on a five lane road that uh, you know it's generally pretty busy sometimes you know and uh looking at my security camera right now and usually on a sunday there'd be a lot of traffic going by and uh it's probably about half what it normally is as far as you know just people out moving around uh, i'm probably going to later this afternoon after the uh nascar e-race uh, probably load the beagles in the van and go drive around the you know drive around a little bit just to just to get out of the house <laughs> but don't plan on stopping anywhere. Um, Kathy actually uh, just took off. My wife just took off to uh, head down to the grocery store to get a couple of things. And, you know, of course she'll come back and, uh, you know, disinfect from head to toe. <laughs> but yeah. I did notice at the grocery store when I went in there a couple of days ago, uh, all the all the employees were wearing rubber gloves. And, you know, every time somebody check out, they'd wipe everything down before the next person and, and, you know, they were being very, uh, you know, very proactive in keeping things clean. You know, the little credit card machine and everything, they would uh, clean that between uses. And so, you know, and they had uh, hand sanitizer at the door and and at the cash registers and stuff. So uh, it's been good. I, you know, want to run around wearing a mask or anything, but uh, I think mainly you should wear a mask if you're sick. If you're feeling, you know, even if you just got a cold or something, wear the mask. Right. But otherwise, I don't think wearing a mask helps you much uh, as far as, you know, somebody that's not sick. But, I, you know, I don't know. I have no facts. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard some I've heard some mixed reports on that. In some cases, I heard someone say who, you know, who does have some standing in this said that it's one of those things where, well, if you've got one it won't hurt to wear it, but I'm kind of with you that unless you're, you know, actively sick already, you're having some kind of symptoms, you know, I wouldn't really bother with it, but, uh, you know, if it makes people feel better, I mean, right now, of course, with, you know, there being shortages on so many things, I feel like if you've got a, uh, if you're sitting on a whole stash of those, uh, specifically the N95 masks, you know, I've got a bunch of uh, just dust masks for, you know, doing cleaning around the house and stuff. I don't think it's the same thing, but the, uh, the N95s, if, you know, for, for whatever reason, if you're, you know, sitting on a couple gross worth of those, you should just go give them to your local hospital. Oh, and yeah. Something that's been happening around here is, uh, people have been stealing stuff from the hospitals, the masks and the sanitizer, which is, you know, just insane. So, you know, don't, don't do that. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, just stay home, stay away from people, you know, as the PSA said, and, and, uh, you know, just let it blow over. That's the, that's the key to stopping this is to, you know, get people to follow the rules. Uh, you know, I know, you know, it, it, it goes against the, the American way though. You know, everybody thinks freedom, 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 you know, we can do what we want and yeah, yeah. you can, but you know, this, this, this bug doesn't care about that. And, you know, they just had a resurgence in Italy. So it sounds like, uh, you know, that 
once it once it takes hold, it's uh, it's kind of hard to squash. But I'm hoping that it acts cor- sort of like the flu does, and you know, once the sun's out and everybody gets outside and and all that, that it'll uh, just naturally go away for a while and hopefully stay away. But uh, yeah, whatever. I, I I don't know anything about the you know viral virology <laughs> other than what I've been hearing, and you know, you never know who to listen to either. You know, there's a lot of lot of opinions out there that uh, get passed off as facts and uh, you know it's it's just crazy um, you know it's you can't really trust anybody that you're you hear especially on Facebook you know I always found that was funny that uh, a lot of my Facebook friends were uh, constitutional scholars up until this happened now they're viral you know vir- virus specialists <laughs> so, yeah that's funny and yeah that's something you see on social media you just got to be careful and i really think the best thing for everybody is regardless of what the actual you know state of where you live is because obviously like i'm you know i'm in california where statewide shelter at home not everybody's at that level yet but really the best thing is just you know stay home as much as possible don't congregate with people you know only go out for essential stuff, things like that. Yeah, we're going to try something, uh, I don't know, later this week. Uh, some friends of ours and I, uh, we get together and play Euchre. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that game. That's kind of a Michigan thing. No. But uh, we're going to do an online Euchre tournament together. So instead of uh, doing it in person. So like I said, everybody needs to stay, you know, just stay safe, hang out, uh this will blow over, hopefully, and you know we'll uh, get back to somewhat normal life. Although I think it's going to change stuff. I, I really do. I think this work at home thing oh, yeah. is going to become way bigger, uh, even in normal times, because uh, you know we've proven that a lot of people can work from home now. That you know before they you know they, oh no we can't do that we can't do that. Well you know our whole team is now work at home. Uh, half of it was anyway, but. Uh, you know, the rest of the team, and they seem to be doing all right with it. Uh, we'll see if uh, productivity goes up or down. But, <laughs> but you know, even on the Today Show, I kind of flipped through that uh, the other day, and uh, Savannah Guthrie's working from home. You know, she's – of course, they probably set her up with, you know, a camera crew or at least uh, all the equipment that she needed to uh, do broadcast quality stuff. But – you know they're having the same issues that the podcasters have been having for years. So you know we're we're kind of used to it. <laughs> so I, I hope you're going to tell me, uh, Mike, that uh, you know she's she's not her audio is not coming through you know a webcam microphone. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's definitely you know if if she didn't tell you she was working at home, you'd think she was in a studio somewhere. So they probably nice. built her the equivalent uh, there. You know, but. You know, they're, they're quote unquote professionals. So, you know, uh, but yeah, we'll see. And I don't know if she's at home in Scottsdale, Arizona, where she has her, uh, you know, that's where she's originally from, or if she's still in New York somewhere, but, uh, it was interesting. The, the other one, uh, I don't even remember the Hoda coffee, I guess, is her co-host. She was in the studio. Uh, in New York. So, you know, not everybody's working from home, but that just proves that you can work from home doing just about anything, you know, other than, you know, hands-on production work or whatever. But, uh, you know, a lot of this, a lot of these jobs now are such that you can do that, you know, us in tech support, of course, we do that anyway. And, uh, most of the developers at, uh, Blueberry, uh, you know, all they need is a computer and an internet connection. They're good. Uh, and I and I think there's a lot of jobs like that, you know. Not everything, of course. You can't uh, you yeah. can't can't make bagels uh, virtually. <laughs> but yeah, I've seen some uh, funny memes people have posted for you know jobs where there's no way to do it from home. So you know there was like a like a you know an aircraft mechanic, and somebody had done a a, a Photoshop of you know the 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 front landing gear of a jumbo jet coming through the roof, you know, like, Hey, I'm working from home too. Like, no, it doesn't really work for, <laughs> for that kind of thing. Or obviously, you know, bus drivers or delivery drivers. I mean, that's sure. pretty much the antithesis of, uh, 
being in one place at one time. But if you are doing computer-based work and, you know, whatever that work is, whether that's like what you and I do as far as the support work, or if you are, you know, uh, tunneling in to be a co-host on a nationwide uh, TV show, if you've got the bandwidth, then there's really no difference being at home or being at headquarters. Right. For sure. Uh, you know, the, the, I guess the only lifestyle change I've had is, uh, you know, I had some scheduled uh, trips to go on, you know, for work and those have been canceled. But other than that, uh, you know, I'm same old, same old here. And actually I kind of find it nice cause I, I actually get to see the rest of the team more than I did normally. You know, like, uh, you know, we have those daily meetings now that we never had before and, you know, get to interact with people actually more, even though we're not in the same room or even in the same state, you know, that's, uh, that's something, uh, what was I going to say, I just had a thought and it went away. Hmm. I hate when that well, happened. I, oh. I even managed to make one of those meetings last week. So that was early. cool. I, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was good and good to have you in there for sure. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I have several friends that are airline pilots uh, for various airlines and it's amazing the difference between the passenger airlines and the uh, cargo airlines. Uh, I've got one friend that flies for UPS and uh, she's getting all the overtime she wants. She said, she said, I'm making more money. I made more money this week than I do in a whole month. You know, she's been picking up trips and, yeah. and then, uh, then another friend of mine flies a, a rather elderly, uh, aircraft <laughs> that, that was fixed, fixing to be retired in a couple of years. Anyway, uh, the old, uh, MD eighties, MD nineties, uh, which is kind of a DC nine derivative and, uh, the airline he works for based in Atlanta, he calls it Acme. <laughs> but I think it's Delta. Anyway, uh, Delta came out with a thing that they're going to park all those uh, early. So uh, he's he's got to yeah. go into training to learn a new jet. He's senior enough that he's not going to get laid off or furloughed, but uh, he's he's got to go into training to learn a new jet all of a sudden, you know, kind of unceremoniously uh, retiring his fleet, although he'll probably get to fly uh, a lot of those to the boneyard. Uh so and then uh then he'll probably go into training for some other jet. I haven't heard which which one he's going to, but uh you know, that that kind of thing. And then I have another friend that flies for uh, Atlas, which is a, a big contract carrier for the military and they do a, a lot of uh a lot of cargo and he was a 747 first officer and uh just before all this hit, he went into training to become a 767 captain. And uh, he finished training, and uh, they're busy as all get out, too, both military uh, flights for passengers and, you know, cargo. And uh, he, he just started flying the line again, and uh, he's doing all right. So, you know, it, it, it's highly variable. You know, there was a big pilot shortage uh just before all this, and uh, like I said, Delta's down about forty percent in their flights uh, worldwide, and uh, you know domestically not so not as much. But like I said, they retired that whole fleet of you know some two hundred airplanes, and you know I don't know how many pilots, but uh, you know that's that's another uh, thing. You know you, you can't do from home. I guess maybe you could. They got technology. You could you know do virtual uh, <laughs> virtual. Uh, uh, piloting but uh i don't think yeah i think I it's gonna be a little while before <laughs> i hope so. uh, we'll be able to treat passenger jets as as you know uh uh well i guess they wouldn't technically be uavs because there would be people on them but uh you know before we're gonna let uh uh you know a jet full of uh people be piloted from the ground <laughs> yeah that's uh yeah, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Probably not in my lifetime, anyway. But you never know. I mean, they're getting good with that. Uh, yeah, you know those airplanes. They, uh, you know, even the old MD80s. Uh, you know, last one was built sometime in the early '90s, and you know they've been flying pretty much constantly since then. So they got a lot of hours on them. But those even have auto land. You know, they they do what's called a. Uh, 
I forget, category two, maybe I forget what they call it, but they can, uh, you know, in bad weather, they can fly right down and the thing lands itself. Uh, you know, it's not as, not as smooth as if a, uh, you know, human pilot does it, but if you can't see anything, you can't really land. But, uh, these things can go down to zero visibility and, and land, you know, on their own. And this is old technology. Imagine what the new ones can do. Yeah. Uh, I know in general aviation, uh, you know, just, you know, the private pilots and corporate aviation, uh, Garmin, the, uh, the GPS manufacturer came out with an emergency auto land system for, uh, you know, for civilian, uh, you know, private aircraft and they've been testing it and it's, it's, it'll even, uh, it'll even contact air traffic control and declare an emergency, pick an airport and, and can interact with the air traffic control somewhat. And it's pretty amazing. I saw a YouTube video of them demoing that. And, uh, yeah, it'll, uh, you know, say the pilot, you know, what happens in it, you know, at Payne Stewart for the golfer. It's a famous uh, case of this where the window blew out at 40,000 feet and everybody, uh, of course, went to sleep immediately. And this thing was on autopilot and ended up flying for a couple hours up into North Dakota before it crashed. And, you know, they, no way to revive them. And so what this thing does is it can detect if something like that happens and it'll automatically go into uh, auto land mode, drop altitude and find an airport and land. And that might've saved those people. So, you know, the technology's there, I, you know, I don't know how honed it is, but uh, this thing looked impressive yeah. on the YouTube video. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I'm glad that, you know, that kind of thing is exists because especially in a case like the one you just mentioned, because the likelihood is if the aircraft could have landed safely, that most of the people on board probably would have survived. And that's just one of those total freak things that you would never think would ever happen. So uh, it's good that that kind of technology is, is uh, being developed and hopefully deployed more. I mean, it'll, it'll um, lessen the chance that we'll have one of those, uh, dramatic moments where, you know, some, uh, some person who's a passenger with, you know, uh, 20 hours of experience on a flight simulator gets to land a, a jumbo jet <laughs> because all the, all the flight crew for some reason has been knocked out, but that's okay. If I was on a, a plane and I had the scenario of, you know, me having to land it versus, uh, the, the computer, I'll let the computer do it. Yeah. Well, on these, uh, Garmin systems, there's, uh, you know, basically say, you know, if you and I were going to go flying, I would say, okay, uh, you know, if something happens to me, press this red button, you know, and show you the red button. And basically, you know, the, the passenger can initiate an auto land if uh, something happens to the pilot. And I, I can, I you know, can't imagine they, they won't do something like that in an airliner at some point in the future, especially, you know, they've sure. been trying to, you know, with this pilot shortage up until now, they've uh, been trying to get it to where only one pilot has to be in the cockpit f you know, in the airliners. They've been, you know, trying that for years because right now they have to have yeah. minimum of two and on longer flights, even more uh, crew members available to fly the plane. And, and now, you know, that could open the doors to a single pilot operation in the airlines. I, I you know, I kind of don't think that's going to happen anytime soon just because of the, the uh, pilots unions and stuff, you know, that's, uh, that's kind of a job killer, but, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and on top of that, you know, the first officers, the co-pilot as some people would call it, uh, they're, they're fully qualified pilots. They're just lower time, you know, they haven't had quite as much experience and that's how they get experiences. You know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with how that usually works, but usually the first officer and the captain trade off flying legs of the trip. So, you know, say you've got four hops that day, you know, the pilot, uh, or the, the, uh, captain will take uh, two of those legs and the first officer will take two and, you know, they, they call it pilot flying and pilot monitoring. And, you know, usually the one that's monitoring takes care of the radios and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, you know, that's just generally how they do it. And, you know, so that would be a, you know, hard to get qualified pilots to get enough experience if they don't have two of them in the cockpit. So there's a lot of arguing going on in that world uh, about single pilot operation, but as this technology gets 
better and better, that may be possible. Yeah, it's one of those things that I think we're going to just see more and more of as time goes on, where if the technology is proven and it can replace, you know, even one person, then the likelihood is that eventually that's what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, the, the merits of that can kind of be debated endlessly. I know as a person, I would definitely feel better to have two qualified pilots than one qualified pilot plus a proven emergency landing system, because obviously anything can go wrong. And well, and you know, if you do enough research into, you know, uh, airplane crashes, you'll find that most of them are determined to be a pilot error anyway. So even having uh, two, two qualified pilots is not a, a guarantee of a safe landing in the case of an emergency, but um, it's, it's uh, I think it's just one example of a wider story that we're going to see uh, take place over the coming decade about how, you know, technology is going to be replacing uh, people in a lot of different industries and in places that we probably wouldn't have even thought about, say, 10 years ago. Yeah, that's for sure. So anyway, I suppose we better wrap this up so I can get this posted and uh, go watch the uh, video game race. <laughs> so, well, thanks for uh, being on, Sean. I uh, I kind of did this short notice, and so we didn't get any other takers uh, jumping in here. But uh, I think I want to do this maybe a little more often, uh, you know, go live and uh, just see who shows up. So, you know, it's kind of still sort of early out there, isn't it? Uh what about 10, yeah, 10 in the morning or something? Right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And, uh, yeah, we're, uh, about one, one Oh three here. So anyway, so Sean, uh, I guess people don't probably don't know who you are that listen to me. So, uh, give, give us the four one one there, how people can get a hold of you and uh, listen to your podcasts. Well, the, the best thing to do is, uh, just go to my website, which, uh, is my first name, Sean, S-H-A-W-N dot M-X. And uh, everything's there. I've got, mm, I've got two podcasts there that are uh, really just kind of new. Um, but uh, you can subscribe to them if you want. Or uh, I've got a blog. It's kind of the, it's just my personal stuff. So n- not necessarily that exciting, but, um, you know, it's all there if anybody wants to find it. And I've got links to very much like this on one. There, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this is just my personal stuff usually. And, but, uh, yeah, it was great having a discussion with you there. Uh, we covered a, a lot of topics there. So I was going to play a bunch of stupid comedy music, but I think I won't. <laughs> so everybody have a uh, good hour long it is till I do it again. I guess, uh, lately it's been Sundays. I've been putting out episodes. I, I won't commit to that, but I'm the king of inconsistency. But uh, you can also find me over at uh, podcastinsider.com, which is really a subsite at blueberry.com. It's our company podcast. And, uh, and occasionally I do a show over at podcasthelpdesk.com. So everybody have a, a good however long it is. Thanks, Sean, for, for being here, and uh, we'll catch you later. Bye.